0: The Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Be it props, parlays, in-game wagering, MyBookie.ag has it all. And if you use the sign-up code SGP50, you'll receive a 50% deposit bonus. With MyBookie, you play, you win and you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast is also brought to you by Amazon. You probably already shop at Amazon, but why not shop at Amazon and support us here at Sports Gambling Podcast for bringing you these shows for free. All you have to do to support us is log on to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Amazon, bookmark that link, and use it every time you shop at Amazon to support the podcast today. Let it ride. Hey guys, you are listening to the Champions League show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I have tried to record this show three times already. I put out a full show that didn't record properly. Then I did a half a show that didn't record properly. I I had enough sense to go back and check it. And then I tried again, and I've now given up on my MacBook, given up on GarageBand, have come back to the old technology of my iPhone that never lets me down. So hopefully the analysis will be as good as it was on the two and a half shows that I actually lost. But if it isn't, I can assure you the picks will be the same because I will not be changing my opinion on this competition. And this competition has been rough on us this season. It has been a tough one. My winner that I picked at the start of the tournament is still alive and kicking, although... Even those guys I've changed my mind about a few times throughout the tournament. The initial pick was Barcelona. I felt that Barcelona really had an opportunity this year based on the fact that Lionel Messi had moved on. And uh, that meant that Real Madrid would loosen their grip on the competition. And I didn't have confidence in Juve, despite the fact that they had Cristiano Ronaldo, because the Italian league is always tough. And I did not believe in Chesney, the goalkeeper. However, through the course of the season, I did start to favor Juve and Paris Saint-Germain slightly because I've always said this about the Champions League. The team that have the least to do domestically always have the best chance. Now, this could mean you either win your league very, very easily or in Real Madrid's case, secure a place in the top four and then stop chasing the league because the deficit is too big. In the instances of PSG and Juve, they both won their leagues very, very easily. In fact, they were probably won by Christmas, which gave them a major advantage over Barcelona. And I clearly said that Barcelona would need to formulate a big gap after Christmas in order to chase this Champions League. Well, that's exactly what happened. So I do know what I'm talking about a little bit, it does look like, because Barcelona are here. Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid did not pose very strong challenges for the league and Barcelona were comfortably able to concentrate on the Champions League and have been for several months and become the champions, despite the fact they only wrapped it up in the weekend. They've had double-digit gap for quite a significant amount of time and they are the champions of La Liga. They now have four cup finals left in order to... Secure a treble. One is the Copa del Rey against Valencia, two legs here against Liverpool, and hopefully a Champions League final on June the 1st. Now, in order to do that, they are going to have to get past Liverpool. And according to the bookies, Liverpool are the second favourites. If we have a look at the odds here, uh, the bookies strongly, strongly feel that the winner will come out of the tie between Barcelona and Liverpool. Barcelona available at 13 to 8, <clears throat> Liverpool are available at 5 to 2, and both of the other two teams, Ajax and Tottenham, are outsiders to win this tournament, both available at 4 to 1. So there's a strong belief in Barcelona and Liverpool here. If you look at the odds to uh, win it Uh, to to who to beat in a final, which we refer to over here as straight forecasts. You have Barcelona to beat Ajax at 4-1. Barcelona to beat Tottenham at 4-1. Liverpool to beat Tottenham at 6-1. Liverpool to beat Ajax at 6-1. And Tottenham to beat Barcelona at 8-1. Ajax to beat Barcelona at 8-1. And Ajax to beat Liverpool 10-1. Tottenham to beat Liverpool 10-1. So you can see (coughs) they strongly favour Liverpool and Barcelona and... I also consider Tottenham and Ajax to be very, very even. If we look at those these three teams that are opposing Barcelona, they really do shoot some massive holes into my theory because... All of them are still challenging on the domestic front. Although the title is seemingly gone for Liverpool, they are only one point behind Manchester City and looking for a slip-up. Meanwhile, Ajax and PSV are completely neck and neck and Tottenham are still chasing the top four. So they do still have big domestic commitments. However, they are still here, unlike the the likes of Juventus and Paris Saint-Germain who have all exited the tournament early doors. So, we look at the first tie between Tottenham and Ajax, and we can see that Tottenham are the seven of five favourites to win this first tie, and Ajax are three to one underdogs to win at Tottenham. To qualify outright for the tie, Ajax, sorry, Ajax are not the three to one underdog, that was the draw price. The draw is three to one, sorry, and Ajax are two to one. So, are the wrong price there. If you look at the outrights for qualifying, both teams are available at 10 to 11. However, that's the best price now available in Ajax. If you look at other bookies, you can get Tottenham as big as even money to go through and Ajax are mostly around about 8 to 11 or 4 to 5 favourites to go through. That's probably down to the fact that Son is suspended and Tottenham lost their unbeaten home record to West Ham at the weekend. We're starting to see a lot of money go on to Ajax. And I really don't think that that 10 to 11 is going to be around very long. For me, I completely agree with the sentiment behind that money. I too am picking Ajax to qualify in this tie. I personally think that Tottenham, for Tottenham, is going to be one game too far. Um, They're missing Harry Kane. And one thing that I've always said about Tottenham, and even though the Tottenham fans hate me and hate it when I say it, Tottenham don't necessarily m- need Harry Kane. Now, this isn't an attack on Harry Kane, and this isn't me not saying that Harry Kane isn't a world-class striker. If Harry Kane moved to any club in the world, he would still score 30 goals. That means that he's a world-class player. I think that he would be more suited, though, in a team like Real Madrid, who dominate games in the Liga with 70 or 80% of the ball, and can create chance after chance after chance for Harry Kane, which Tottenham don't do. Harry Kane has done very, very well to have that kind of goal scoring record. And the reason Tottenham don't do it is because Harry Kane himself Needs to drop back into a position which I don't think that he needs to be in personally. He drops back, takes his backs to goal, puts his back to goal, holds up the play and waits for everybody else to join up with him. That is the stylistic way that Tottenham play when Harry Kane is in the team. They play the ball up to Kane, Kane holds it up and plays in a number 10 role despite the fact that he's playing a lone striker. And, and allows the likes of Song, or Lamella, or Mora, or whoever they are playing out wide, to join up in the attack. And that is the style of Tottenham play with Harry Kane. With Song, it's a lot more direct. Tottenham soak up the pressure, release the ball forward, allow, um, have more reliance on their quarterback, which is Christian Eriksen. Although quarterback, obviously, isn't a football position, it's an American football position, but that is what Tottenham do, and stylistically that matches up very well to all of the other teams in the Premier League that are succeeding, that being the top two, Manchester City and Liverpool, who all play with this front three, and this quarterback, obviously Kevin De Bruyne being the best one and they spray balls out wide uh, attack teams attack teams with, with three attacking players, two speedy wide men, and this causes teams a lot of problems the four one two three one formation I think is a dated concept, and the four three three is coming way back into fashion or even the the three four three, which is where tottenham are always better but That's just my opinion. That's just an opinion of somebody that goes to, who has been to a lot of Tottenham games at Wembley and have seen the pace that they break at and how much more threatening Tottenham are without Harry Kane in the side and with Song as your key player. My point for this game is that option A with Harry Kane is out the window. And option B without Harry Kane and Song Ming-Sung Kong Ming Sung, sorry, leading your attack is also out of the window. So you're now down to option C, which is Lorente, Mora, and Ali, anchored by Christian Eriksen. Frankly, I ha- I haven't seen any example of Tottenham playing without Plan A or Plan B, and I certainly haven't seen it enough for me to offer Tottenham up here as a pick and confidently say that off the back of a defeat against West Ham and going up against an Ajax team that have already won at Juventus and Real Madrid, that Tottenham can get by without plan A, without plan B, without their best player and without their second best player. I just can't see it. It's an absolutely vital loss and although Song will be back for the second leg in Amsterdam, what position will Tottenham be in? Because I can assure you any kind of loss here to Ajax will end the tie. almost feel that Tottenham would benefit from getting out of this game with a 0-0 draw. In fact, any clean sheet whatsoever would be a serious advantage to Tottenham, who I do believe can go to Ajax and score goals and come away with a win or a score draw if they are not under pressure, if they are not under scoreboard pressure, if they don't need to chase a win in Amsterdam. If they do, they'll get picked off by this young, fast, fearless Ajax team, a team that are going to be ripped apart in the summer. The likes of De Jong and De Ligt are all going to move on to bigger and better clubs. And that's just the way that it is, which is why it's such a phenomenal achievement for Ajax to be here. It's a phenomenal achievement for both teams to be here because both teams don't spend any money. Tottenham haven't spent any money in the summer. And although they do buy more players than Ajax and have more money than Ajax and have a bigger stadium than Ajax and are a bigger club than Ajax, it's still a phenomenal achievement for a Premier League club to not spend any money and to get to a Champions League semi-final. Likewise for Ajax, they have solely relied on a youth system and it's phenomenal that they've got back to this level in world football and are back in a semi-final and I love this Ajax team and I love going to Amsterdam and I love watching Ajax and I really hope that it is them that gets to the final and that's not a slant on Tottenham that isn't me being anti-Spurs that isn't me hating Tottenham and Harry Kane as I've been accused of doing this season it's just preferring to see this Ajax team get through and it's also because It's going to be my pick for this game. I'm going to take Ajax on the double chance and I'm going to take Ajax to qualify. I think the biggest problem for both of these two teams, not so much a problem, but the most disappointing thing at this point will, will solely be the fact that they are going to be knocked out to one another because after overcoming the obstacles of Dortmund and Manchester City, Tottenham fans will be expecting to get past Ajax. And likewise, after overcoming the obstacles of... Real Madrid, the defending champions, and Juventus with Cristiano Ronaldo, the Ajax fans will be expecting to get past Tottenham. So it will be a monumental disappointment for either one, which makes it such a tough pick. But as I said, no plan A, no plan B. I'm very worried for Tottenham, and I think Ajax will be able to get a positive result in Tuesday's game. And I'm taking Ajax on the double chance, and Ajax to qualify in this tie. Where I believe they will play... Barcelona. Barcelona, my beginning picks for the tournament, although I did stray away from it at several times, they did end up comfortably winning La Liga. So it does kind of look like I know what I'm talking about. But for that to fully come to fruition and to compensate for a tough Champions League season, Barcelona will need to win the Champions League. And let me just compare to you... Um, Other podcasts, Uh, we'll look at the locks as a sample size just to see how tough it's been. Now, we're 14 and 10 on our locks in the Champions League. We are 12 and 2 in the Europa League. We're 44 and 9 in the EPL. And we are 26, uh, sorry, 28 and 6 on the European show. The European show and Europa League show exclusively over at lockbetting.com. Now, to be 14 and 10, and that looks like a tough season. And when you look at these final four, you can see why it's been a tough season, tough season. But the one consistent factor here has been Barcelona. And that's the key thing for Barcelona. They have been consistent. They have made this a priority. But the one thing and the one place where Barcelona are not consistent. And that is with their away form in Europe with three wins out of 11, which means it's key that Barcelona leave the new Camp with a positive result because they can't cannot be relying on getting anything at Anfield, which is a tough place to go. The only anomaly that I will point out for Barcelona's away record is that they won two games out of five this season, so they are improving, and both of those games are in England. Now... This may factor into the stadia argument. I wrote an article about the Americanisation of soccer over at the Sports Gambling Podcast website. I encourage you guys to check it out. So maybe Barcelona don't mind playing at English stadiums and maybe it's a level. It certainly won't be because English clubs are easy to play against because it's always a debate between uh, the EPL and the Spanish league as to what's the best league in the world. They're very, very neck and neck. I don't think Spanish teams like playing English teams and I don't think English teams like playing Spanish teams. They are the two strongest leagues in the world. So the only reason that I can really say as to why Barcelona like, going more to English clubs than any other is because of the nice stadia. And when they are going to hostile environments, they inevitably collapse, much like they did last season to Roma. So possibly uh, Anfield won't be as much of a factor as somewhere like Roma was for Barcelona last season. However, it still doesn't take away from the fact that Barcelona cannot afford a loss or a draw here uh, going into the second leg. Can they still qualify if they do? Yes, but I would seriously think that they would prefer to get the win here against Liverpool. And they have the strong, strong record in Europe at the new Camp to go along with that. In contrast to that, Liverpool don't really have a great away record. They've certainly improved in the uh, elimination stages. They were poor in the group stages where they lost every single away game. But in the elimination stages, they have managed to win away to Porto and Bayern Munich. However, on both occasions... Uh, They had positive results at Anfield and the, the, the the home teams chased the result against Liverpool and Liverpool picked them off. This is the reversal. Liverpool have to go to Barcelona first. So how will they approach this tactically? Will they approach it defensively? Will they try and go all out for the away goal? That's a question for Jurgen Kopp to answer. One thing I will say that benefits those backing Liverpool, this is now this now has to be Liverpool's priority. Although they can still win the Premier League, it's not in their own hands. They've taken it out of their own hands by Manchester City, or Manchester City took it out of their hands by winning the three games that they've just won: Tottenham, Man United, and Burnley. All of those were seen as potential banana skins for Manchester City, which they've overcome. And I don't think even the most optimistic Liverpool fan will now be thinking that they're going to lose the title. home to Leicester or away to Brighton so I think that's gone and I think the focus has to be here on the Champions League and if you are somebody that's back Liverpool in the Champions League I believe your chances have improved by the fact that the Premier League has gone. However, ultimately, I'm still going to stick with my pick. I'm still going to go along with Barcelona. I think they've got too much at home, but they will need a good victory here in order to have one foot in the final. Anything like a 1-0 or a 2-1, and this one is completely wide open, and a draw, I think, will favour Liverpool. Therefore, I'm picking Barcelona to win this game at the new Camp, the first leg, and I like the price, which is available at 17-20. to 20. As we close out with a lock, hoping to improve on that record, we are going to bank on Barcelona once again. And uh, as I said, this isn't down to my hatred of Liverpool. I, I, I do hate Liverpool, but it comes more so from hating the city and hating the supporters and hating the manager. I can't just freely hate on what the team have done this season. For betting... As a gambler, they have been very, very good to us. Liverpool to nil at around about even money for most of the home games has been a bet that we've been able to cash at lockbetting.com over and over and over again. And in addition to that, they've been very useful for parlays. Putting Liverpool in a parlay at home or away isn't going to let you down. In fact, they are going to set a record uh, points total for second place. Liverpool's points total would have won over ninety percent of the Premier League. Well, we'll wait and see what the actual points total will be. And I will have that as a statistical fact for you by the end of the EPL season so make sure you check out the EPL show but as as things stand Liverpool are going to fall short of Manchester City and most likely are going to wind up with um, 97 points I believe if both teams win out and Manchester City will need 98 to win it and that's a phenomenal total and that is horrible horrible luck for Liverpool to not win the league with 97 points but I I don't like Liverpool, so I don't care about that. But as a gambler, I wouldn't be picking Barcelona and giving it out as a lock just through anti-Liverpool bias. I feel that this is absolutely key for Barcelona to win this game. And even if they do, it doesn't necessarily win the tie, which is why I'm not picking Barcelona minus one or Barcelona to nil. I simply feel confident of Barcelona doing one thing, and that's winning this first leg and having a slight advantage over Liverpool. Paul going into the second one. Obviously, I hope it will be bigger than slight, but well, it remains to be seen because I am taking Barcelona to win this tournament, and I am adding Barcelona to qualify in the parlay. The parlay will be a two-teamer, obviously, because there's only two games. Uh, Barcelona to qualify and Ajax to qualify. That's four to six and ten to eleven. The dog on this show, I'll be taking Ajax to win at Tottenham, which is available at two to one. Although I will not be making that an official play. For my official plays, make sure you head over to Lock. Lockbetting.com. If you head over to Lockbetting.com, you will get the Europa League show where the locks are 12 and two this season and where we'll be previewing the semi-finals which could lead to an all-English final between Arsenal and Chelsea, but they will need to get past Valencia and trip Frankfurt. And also at the weekend, we'll be closing out with... Three more European shows in the next three weeks. The European show locks currently sit this season at 28 and six. So we'll be looking to close out strong with four more locks over there. And of course, the EPL show right here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, where the locks moved over to 44 and nine. That's it for me and this Champions League show. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.